0: I've been on a Key and Peele kick lately. And this happens. This happens like every, I don't know, every year.
1: Every time you watch a Jordan Peele film, you're like, oh, that's somehow not satisfying. (laughs)
0: well lately yes but um (laughs) but originally no and uh but yeah no i always go back and like fall down the rabbit hole of old key and peel sketches Mm -hmm. and just thinking like first of all you can tell when when jordan writes one because it gets weirdly horrific yeah Uh, and and (laughs) and uh and so it's like you you can clearly see he's showing his horror movie interest in in some of those sketches but also some of those sketches are really really high production value um and and that it, it's super impressive like i was watching one earlier the whole conceit was um that it's an alien invasion mm-hmm. and uh so they have like this alien invasion set and like it's pretty impressive like it's you know rubble and you know roached out buildings and stuff and um and he and so the the whole premise is like as they encounter people these aliens can turn into people so the the premise is how do we know if they're a person or if they're an alien and so basically any person who shows any sign of being racist is a person and the (laughs) and the aliens and the aliens who are totally okay with super progressive uh, yeah right then they (laughs) then they shoot them and they're not people (laughs) (laughs) so so there's like one where a guy comes out and he's like oh hey man hey don't shoot and they're like would you allow me to date your daughter? And he's like, Oh yeah, totally. And they're like, Bam!
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's so good. I wonder if that's going to be the plot of Secret Invasion. <laughs>
0: maybe that's how they find out if the scrolls are scrolls.
1: Yeah, yeah. If they're, maybe, if they're
0: super bigoted, then they mm-hmm. must be
1: humans. Yeah, Nick Nick, Nick Fury's like, you racist motherfucker. You must be a human. <laughs> right.
0: I'm good. I'm good. I uh it's been a it's been a slow week at work, which has been nice. Like yeah. you know, i uh, I have not had a slow, normal, non overtime week at work in months. So Very I'm long. like I'm like, yo, I'm gonna take it. Now I say that I am gonna have to work overtime this week, but at least it's easy overtime. So I'm not I'm not as mad about it. But um but anyway, I'm taking all of next week off. So I'm also I also just don't care. <laughs> i'm like fine i'll work saturday i don't care y'all want to see me for a week uh i get a good a good number of uh of vacation days and you know pto is pretty decent and uh, i was able to roll some over from last year so nice. yeah I, i'm start starting the year strong
1: my pto my pto gets taken in like hour and a half increments mm. because it's mm. either like a doctor's appointment a kid's doctor's appointment you know yep. and i have i have so many of these kids now so it's just like Anytime, like I like if you if I could open my calendar right now, every yeah. single week there is at least one day where I have to do something with them, whether it's early pickup or dentist or orthodontist or yeah, you know, yearly checkup or leftover visits to these specialists from all yeah. of that. Um, <clears throat> and so, like my PTO is just like meh, meh, like I I, I accrue yeah. like whatever at a time, and I take like seventy five percent of it and just like scatter it across a month. And, yeah, um, it works. You know, I,
0: I'm picturing it like Pac-Man, and all of those little dots are like an hour each of your yeah. PTO. And it's like
1: Pac-Man is literally pac <laughs> the man, and he's just eating up my time. Like, give me this <laughs> back. <laughs> like I, I was, and the go-
0: the ghosts are like your
1: supervisors. I was thinking about taking taking my actual like my, my actual birthday like off work. I was thinking mm. like, and I I have like all this is a whole nother discussion, but I have all this like guilt about it. Like, but, but then I'm mm. not going to do anything, but it's yeah, like, yeah, when, yeah. when else am I going to be able to sit around for six hours and do nothing? It's going to yep. be my birthday. So yeah, right. I, I've, exactly. I've, I've, as, of, as As well. of this recording, I still have enough PTO to, to arbitrarily take a day off. <laughs> so do it. Yeah. Anytime you can, man. Well, like my kids are all home this week with me because it's like President's Day and like, you know, there's Mardi Gras going on here. So like that's, it's pretty much just an excuse to have the week off for Mardi Gras. And then like, so all of them are home Mm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Mm. just the oldest three are home Thursday and Friday. Gotcha. So I can't, I can't go running. I can't lift weight. I can't do anything except like sit here and like just try my best to do my job. And then like service all of their needs. Sure. Yeah. So, so I I, I was talking in a previous episode about like intermittent fasting and like all the stuff I was doing and I don't eat after 6 p.m. I have a plate of leftover graham crackers right here, Mm. a little baby, little kid paper plate just from all the odds and ends I picked up this evening. Yeah. And so I'm eating those.
0: (laughs) Do it, do it.
1: I'm eating them and I haven't, I'm not running, I'm not doing anything. This week except surviving so yep do it man i've got nothing done. i haven't written anything i haven't yep. edited anything um yeah and i have not taken care of my body <laughs> so
0: <laughs> yeah dude i it's it's been crazy work's been so intense lately that like everything has fallen by the wayside like yeah uh you know like watching movies has been difficult and i've, I've had to do it in like like on my lunch break, I can knock out an hour here and an hour there and an hour here and an hour there. And um, and so like that, that's basically been my only like time
1: time. We'll get through it.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Hey, unrelated. It well, was sort of related. Do you know the names of the four ghosts on Pac-Man?
1: Uh, Inky, Blinky, Pinky, Inky, Blinky. Are those three of them? Those are three. And Clyde. Clyde. That's it. Yeah. yeah.
0: So there's your trivia, dear listeners.
1: I've been playing. Pr- Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and Clyde. My wife and I have been playing. We haven't really been playing Trivial Pursuit. We've just been pulling the cards out and reading them. Yeah. 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 So the other day I got like all six of them right.
0: I saw I saw one. Um, it was like, it was a meme the other day. It was like, I've never been more angry at a Trivial Pursuit question in my life. And there's somebody who was playing uh, and, and it was, you know, like a, an edition from like 2010 or something. And it was like. Uh, the question was which of these actors has not played Batman, and the and the choices the choices were Christian Bale, Michael Keaton, George Clooney, Ben Affleck. Oh, and if you play it now, like then the answer was Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. And now, yeah. now there is no answer to that question anymore.
1: The version we have is a two thousand three one. Oh okay. Yeah. So it's like. Who was like the, it's like, who's like the, the, who was like the MVP or whatever quarterback last year for the NFL? And we were like, Tom Brady? And it was like, yeah. it, it was like Michael Vick. And I was like, oh, this is before the dogs. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty fun. Yeesh. Yeah. So we'll probably get an updated one once we go through all this stack. It's interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, Shifting gears, uh, we're talking about a movie tonight about someone who did some some bad stuff. Um, I, I want to recommend a, a podcast to somebody, to to anybody. Well, to somebody, to you, listener. Oh, okay. Um, I in the past have recommended Wonderies podcasts, uh, in particular Business Wars, but this one I'm gonna recommend is American Scandal. And as mm-hmm. I've told you before, like these kind of come out in essentially, you know, see like uh, Whatever they're they're episodic, but it's like we're gonna do six or eight episodes on oh, a right. thing, and then we're gonna like break for two months, and then we'll come back and do eight more on something else. Mm. So I like American Scandal, but the the one I'm gonna recommend in particular is a companion piece to this one. Of all the things I watched, this paired the best with tonight's film was okay. the American Scandal on the Clinton Lewinsky affair. <laughs> mm. Okay, but it's it's really great. Um, okay, and it's informative, but it's also very dramatic and well sure. produced so i recommend it the clinton affair sweet american scandal okay. by wondering <laughs> uh, I, re, I recently i found out recently they are a subsidiary of amazon so oh okay. once again amazon just consumes all yeah right exactly all right well speaking of consumption i suppose let's talk about tar
0: yay if you're here then you already know who she is Lydia Tarr has also written music for the stage and screen. She is one of only 15 EGOTs, meaning those who have won all four major entertainment awards. Thank you for joining us, Maestro. Thank you. How's the writing going? Not so well. I keep hearing something. Schopenhauer measured a man's intelligence against his sensitivity to noise. Do you ever find yourself overwhelmed by emotion?
1: Yes. Yes, it does happen. Explain Tar to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so, Tar was released last year, 2022, stars Kate Blanchett. Um, and I think I've got it pulled up here. Um, directed by Todd Field and written by Todd Field. Yeah. Um, so, Todd Field, um, of course, uh, has been around for a little bit of time. Um, and you may know him. Um, I, I, so he's an actor, right. But he's also a director and, uh, he's directed a bunch of like short films and stuff. So this is like his first big movie. He did one, um, back in 2006 called little children, which starred Kate Winslet, Jennifer Connelly, Patrick Wilson. Um, and evidently that was, you know, like a decent sized film, but I've never heard of it. So, (laughs) okay. Um, but anyway, um, tar, Is the story of Lydia Tarr, played by Kate Blanchett. um, And she is a a, uh, conductor. And this kind of chronicles her time um, working on a specific piece that she is uh, auditioning for. So it's all the way from like the auditioning process, all the way up through, you know, picking the companion piece and all this, all the way up through uh, what would be its performance. And so, so uh, throughout the course of this, Lydia is kind of spreading herself a little bit thin. She is not only conducting this, but she's also teaching uh, as an adjunct professor um, to other conducting students and um, and meanwhile also trying to uh, juggle personal uh, life things like her ex-wife and, uh, and daughter, as well as... Um, is it ex wife? I don't think like it's beginning? her ex. They, they seemed strange to me, but maybe they weren't. Okay. So anyway, I think she just so, travels a lot. Okay. Maybe that's it. Okay. So, so wife um, and 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 daughter. And then um, as they, uh, and and then and then also you know juggling her assistant and her students and blah 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 blah. Um, her life is very busy, and so um, over the course of the film, what we uh, begin to see is Lydia making not the best choices, not protecting herself, not. Uh, uh, maintaining integrity in what it is that she does. And, it, it, all of this kind of culminates and eventually snowballs into, um, a series of, of events that, uh, will, will change, uh, will change her her course um, so so that that's as vague as I can make it um, but but there you go that's um, that's the story of tar um, tar was very well received when it came out um, I don't know what it has on rotten tomatoes Let me um, look. maybe you it's, can
1: pull that up while we all right it's got 91 on Rotten tomatoes.
0: 91 on Rotten Tomatoes, nominated for six Oscars, mm-hmm. including Kate Blanchett in actress uh, as actress in a leading role, um, nominated for Best Motion Picture of the Year, um, Best Achievement in Directing, Best Original Screenplay, Best Achievement in Cinematography, and Film Editing as well. So, um, kind of runs the gamut of the creatives, and um, and and I think kind of deservedly so. Like it's it's a very technically proficient film, um, and. Uh, And it tells an interesting story that appears to not be based on a comic book. So that's cool.
1: Yeah. It's one of those movies that I have to usually look up after the fact. So I had to like Google it and just read the plot again and go, okay, did I, did I ingest that the way I should have, Hmm. you know, ingested it? Um, just to make sure I didn't completely miss the point of the movie.
0: Yeah, sure. Sure.
1: Um, but the reality with it, the reality is like artier movies are often kind of simpler in their plots. Yeah. Like there, some of them, including this one, are unbelievably simple in what the movies are about. Yeah. Like if you think about, they're much less complex than like the average blockbuster film, mm. story-wise, like plot-wise. Yeah. Just like there's all these like reasons and rules and MacGuffins for like an Avengers mm. movie or something. And this one, it's just like, we're just going to watch a woman make some bad decisions and then we're going to see what happens after a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, right, right. it's so simple. And it's just like, yeah. wow, Like, at face value, you go, well, that's not really a movie, is it? But it's all in the execution. Like, it's a really yep. straightforward film with something to say without moving yep. its character through like a traditional Rhythm. act structure, you know? Um yep. Of course I prefer structure in my films. I like to watch those that beat progression. I like I like showcasing you know the writing and 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 something a little bit more epic in scale um because I like archetypes and themes and in, in in my movies and those are always really well highlighted in you know plot based mm-hmm. storytelling with with good characterization versus like character studies with a meandering plot, you know.
0: Yeah. Right,
1: Um, but I also enjoy films like this where every sight and sound matters, and we're made to feel conflicted about our main character. Um, So I think the movie is a total win for Kate Blanchett and any anybody who thinks that you know gender equality on screen you know includes the opportunity for women to play deeply flawed characters because that's the thing, like. I'll get around to, I don't know what my star rating would be, but like, like, that's like a thing. Like, you know, you, you fight for, we want to see more rep- representation, you know, yeah. for, you know, we want better roles for women, better roles for older women, desexualized roles. Um, you know, there's the same kind of roles that you would offer a man. And some people think that that means women, we need to write all these heroic roles for women. And while Wonder yeah. Woman's a great movie for women, sure. A lot of women, I mean, not, it doesn't really, this doesn't really mean anything, but most recently I just saw a clip of Jennifer Connolly talking about it and someone had asked her, like, you know, about the subject. And she has said what a lot of people, including Kate Blanchett, have said, which is like, I don't think that, I don't think that for success for for women in film means just playing like one note good characters like it's another thing to like yeah. had to have representation but then you're over simplistically written to be just super virtuous and that yeah. doesn't really rep- represent women either because women it was one of the master classes i watched it was like i was i don't know one of the writers mm. and it was just like women are people and people are flawed and yeah you know to 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 portray women as unflawed is yeah. as much a disservice to them as portraying them as uh acutely flawed and mm, only right, flawed or, yeah. or shrewdish or whatever shrewish. Yeah, yeah. This all goes around to saying like this is a big win for for representation, but it's also just a really yep. big win for whoever gets to play that role. And you've got an actor like Kate Blanchett who isn't afraid for the wrong crowd of people to say, see, women are bad too. You know, because it's like, yeah. yes, every everyone's bad. Like the movie is about yep. how yep abuse of power is not gendered you know and which is kind of weird because you would think that almost like if you came out and said see women abuse power too people would go okay are you trying to say that men don't or it's not bad when men do like it i almost i almost wonder like how it was received by some you know in some circles because you know this film's directed by a man yeah. You could almost argue that he wanted yeah. to make a movie about how it's not always men that abuse power. But what he's really saying is like we're we're asking the we're we're focusing on the wrong topic when we say like when, when we're when we're we're pigeonholing it to what group of people is doing wrong instead mm. of just what is the wrong being done? Yeah. You know. Right? And in this case, yeah. you know, it's it's a woman and it's a spectacularly yep. acted um performance yep. by Kate Blanchett. I think yeah. I liked, you know, would I recommend people? This is on Peacock right now. Yep. And so would I recommend anyone see it? Um, I, I would, it always comes with an asterisk. Like it depends on what you yep. want out of a movie. Like, do you want do you just want to be entertained? Maybe it's not, it's not, it's not really, I wouldn't call it like pure entertainment, but like I've fallen into the trap myself of just going onto a streaming service and being like, what looks like something I I I know so I yeah. can just go watch that. Right. And I know you've done this as well, but I think I do it probably a lot more than you do, but people do it. And we always later go, why are we watching? Why is it that everything we're watching these days just feels fine? Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, yeah. we're not taking enough risks with how we're, you know, I, I, our time is precious. We want to watch what we want to watch, but like, there's some yep. films where it's like this is streaming only on peacock like this is in theaters this is something we made it's just like i should go check that out because yeah odds are it's different and it'll get me thinking and it was a sensory experience for me yes it's mm-hmm. it's long um yes it doesn't have a pulse pounding plot um yep. but it's it's so technically well presented and that matters in movies that are light on plot um yep. or light on whatever momentum sure. when they're te- when they're when they're edited very tight and they're technically well executed you don't get bored yeah you know the plot is slow and it's in it and it can just kind of goes the next scene you're like okay you're like you know you get to an hour in you're like what's the movie about you know but but you're yep. in an hour because you just you like hearing the sound of paper turning, or mm. traffic, or yeah, the orchestra, or just something tactile she's doing to where I'm just like, yeah, no, it's fine. I can just keep listening to these sounds. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I guess right, the, the sound design kept me around. um Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I did enjoy tar. Uh, it's it's one of those things. I'm I, I'm much I'm very interested in the the moral uh, question that it poses. You know that it tackles. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, on a technical level, like you know, we we just said it got nominated for all these things. It that's totally well deserved.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. So I I gave it four stars, and it's weird because it's kind of a movie that I shouldn't rate very highly. And here here's what I mean by that because I, I've been on this show before talking about yeah uh, rewatchability. Okay, that's mm-hmm. a super important thing for me. Am I likely to rewatch Tar? Uh, I wouldn't be against it, but I'm not necessarily likely to go purchase it or, or sit down and rewatch it just because, Yeah. um, so, so it feels like, okay, well then why did I rate it for? But then it's like, okay, but also a knock against it would be, I've been on this show talking about how I, I don't typically respond well to plots that are not, um, not straightforward enough in, in the, it's not crystal clear, like what the character wants and what their motivation is and what like right. like what the what the inciting incident and trajectory of this story is. Um But you're right. There's something about this film that even though at an hour in, you're still not quite sure what is going on or what this is actually about. You're captivated. What I was captivated by was her character. I was captivated by how Kate was playing this character. And by the character herself, uh, because I wanted to see, um, where this is going. Um, it is very clear. She is functioning on a high level within her craft, within her field. Um, she is, uh, you know, sold out hook, line and sinker to what it is that she does and she's very good at it. Um, yes. and so, so. So then it's like, okay, well, if she's really good at it, then there shouldn't be much conflict here because she's really good at it. But then you start like to peel back the layers of this character and understand how flawed she is as a person, that she becomes more interesting and more engaging. And while I never felt like I was rooting for her or cheering for her, um, in a way, I did more towards the end than at the beginning but it took a long time for me to start to want something for her um and for the longest time i just wanted her to kind of like reveal herself more to me and to the audience like like as she she she's not what she lets on. What she like pretends to be in public, right? She pretends to be super well spoken, very like uh, uh, craft focused, and like um, forgoing all other things. We, the audience, know that she is a little more damaged and a little more broken and a little more insecure and a little more of all of these things than she's letting on to the general public. And so watching that kind of come up to the surface and bubble up and over is what was interesting to me. Um, and, and that of course, uh, bubbles up and over in that she, uh, is, uh, uh, You know, kind of abusive to her assistant, um, at least neglectful of her Mm -hmm. assistant. She is potentially um, somewhat to blame for a previous assistant's suicide. She is hiding things, she's sweeping things under the rug and making excuses for certain behaviors and actions um, that we know she shouldn't be doing. That and so as all of that's revealed and it's all revealing character. It's like we're, we've started um, with like this, you know, this very stoic person, and slowly what Todd Field is doing is just like ripping away layer after layer after layer until all that's left is this like you know, hurt little girl, um, at the very center of all of it. Um, this this damaged, broken child. Um, and while we may not know all of, you know, her past and all of her, her backstory, there's something down there. There's something that that's driving all of this. And, uh, and it has something at least to do with childhood, something at least to do with where she comes from. It's another reason why I shouldn't like this because we don't get clarity on everything. But I, I enjoy the fact that we've peeled back enough layers for me to understand her. I don't need enough layers to like know every moment she's ever been through in her entire life um and and this is this is interesting character work um the film is you know we, there there's this dichotomy between plot driven story and character driven story and this is wholeheartedly a character driven story it is a story that cannot exist if this character was was not making the choices that she makes
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and and um there's nothing outside operating on her. It's all her choosing where this film goes, and that's what I enjoyed about something like Breaking Bad. Um, you know, I've talked on this show a million times about Breaking Bad, but but that that that's like for me the the tried and true example of character uh, character driven story. it, it, these characters, Lydia Tarr, Walter White, they make choices and it's the, the whole story only happens because of the choices they make. Um, nothing is forced on them. They choose their path and, and where that leads may not be the best place, the healthiest place, the right place, but it's where they go. And, uh, and so that's interesting. Um, to your point about, Uh, you know, women being represented as flawed. um, This is something we've seen an uptick of um, is the opposite of that, where women are not allowed to show vulnerability or are not allowed to show that they make mistakes. Um, So this, this was a welcome change, but not because she was a woman. It was a welcome change because for me, this is a role that could have been played by a man without changing the story right um you know so if we want to talk equality this is equality at its finest because if you cast gary oldman in this role instead and Mm -hmm. named him leon tar well yeah it it, it works just as well you know leonard tar and lydia tar would be the same exact character regardless of of gender and so i think um that that to me is what is intriguing about this. We're allowing Lydia Tarr to just be a human, Mm -hmm. not defined by, you know, any, uh, uh, notion of, of her gender, um, or typical gender roles or whatever the case may be where we are watching a human and, and she's every bit as flawed as any other human would be, like you said. And, and to me, that's interesting. And it's, and it's an interesting, uh, spin on on this because you would think like you said kind of post me too w- we would not be telling stories like this um and and while i'm not going to sit here and say it's important to tell stories where women are flawed uh <laughs> where it's important to tell stories where women are evil um i what i will say is it's important to tell stories about people yes and 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 and, and so take take woman out of the sentence just it's important to tell stories about people who are flawed and and that to me uh is what kind of made this this film work um yeah by the end of it i mean do we want to talk spoilers a little bit like yeah
1: i think we should yeah
0: okay so moving into spoilers by the end of the film Uh, Lydia is working, I believe it's like in Portugal. Um, it's the Philippines. It's the Philippines. Okay. Somewhere. I was like, yeah, somewhere. Um, so, so she's working in the Philippines and she is essentially conducting, uh, a nerd orchestra, uh, at, at like a, at like a, you know, comic con kind of thing. She's, she Um, is,
1: I'll I'll tell you exactly what the, the sentence says in the, in the, in the, on Wikipedia, um okay. with her new orchestra Lydia conducts the score for the video game series Monster Hunter in front of an audience of cosplayers
0: there you go so so this is like a far cry um from, no video game pun intended from, <laughs> fr- <laughs> from, uh, uh, this is a, this is a far cry from like, you know, classical, uh, uh, music where people are going to get dressed up in like suits and ties and, and beautiful yeah, gowns. Tuxedos, and whatever else. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tuxedo, like top hats, whatever. Um, th- th- this is a far, a far cry from that. Yeah. And, and instead, like people dress like um, you know,
1: unicorns and you know
0: exactly and ogres princesses. or whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and so um so it, it's almost like the humbling of lydia tar mm-hmm. um but but it it's it, it's interesting because it, it's uh it allows her to continue working like i feel like cancel culture would say lydia Tarr should never work again right but this film presents something different which is let her work. Let her do what what she's good at, mm-hmm. but she's going to have to do it in a way and in a place, in a setting where she can't be the most powerful person in the room. She's going to have to do it where she's subordinate to something over her. And make no mistake. This is not Mahler. This is not Beethoven. Yeah. this is This is her working for a company that's asking her to do something. You know, that that she has no real, uh, you know, influence over. She could be fired, right? This is not of her own making. And right. so, you know, taking the power away from her and putting her on the stage again is fine because the problem wasn't what she did. The problem was, well, let me rephrase that. The problem is not her craft, what she does in her craft. The problem is what she did with the power her craft gave her. And so strip the power away,
1: keep the craft. No, I agree. Like she, she's now like a, she's a conductor for hire. Like her identity, her, 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 her celebrity means nothing anymore. Yeah. You know, so like everything essentially it's like, yeah, like, it's you know, you don't have to stop conducting. We're just, you just can't be in charge of, you know, naming people to this orchestra. You can't be a part of the selection process anymore. You know, you, yeah you yeah. can't teach people you know like you there can be no power dynamic other than the one that's in front of everybody you know um yeah of course of course i felt conflicted i was like sad for her because like you know for and again like it's just maybe it's in the filmmaking but for a lot of the movie like these things were happening to her i'm like like oh man well it's not her fault that 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 the, her former assistant like committed suicide and then, like you know, but you see how like that causes her. But the the appearance of impropriety with the um, or the 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 guy she tries to like fire, and he's like, we all yeah. know that the people sleep their way at the top, and she's like, excuse me, and yeah, because it's like it may not be like a hundred percent true, but it's true enough to where she recognizes like it's kind of right, and so now yeah. whether she wanted to or not, she can't promote Francesca because it will just appear that she's showing favoritism to her assistant. And then I kept yep. thinking, like, well, if you're Francesca, you you know that you must know yep. that you might not get promoted because you're working yep. for this girl. She either's not going to want to let you out of her grip or yep. it'll look too much like nepotism if you promote her. You know? Yeah. And yep. it's it was just all these, yeah, all these decisions and yeah, to just sort of pile up and erode peop, you know, your coworkers' sympathy for you. And then your yeah. own credibility, you know. Right. As soon as her wife and then like her assistant notice her, like noticing the cellist or whatever, they're like, oh yeah. boy, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Here we she, go again. She, she's into the, yeah. Yeah.
0: And 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 it's interesting because you you could take the the idea of like oh well you know she didn't cause the person to film her tirade in the classroom and post that online and like start this snowball or whatever so that's something that happens to her not a choice she makes I would argue against that I would say no it is a choice she made because she uh, she didn't just. Uh, oppose a student she sort of decimated a student like Mm. she was disrespectful she was rude she was condescending she treated him like garbage and and rather than engage in a thoughtful dialogue she, she 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 denigrated him and 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 so of course that ends up on on youtube or whatever and and again you could say well she didn't cause that yeah i I think she did i think i think the point is had she treated him with respect and and engaged him properly as a as a professional then then this wouldn't have happened in the first place right nobody would have had a reason to put anything online so so yes she didn't put it online but she treated somebody with such disdain that there was you know i mean they had no recourse it was it was this is this has got to get out there somehow um and and so this kind of starts um sort of uh it, it had already started but you know escalates an already uh uh an already falling down the hill snowball you know it's it's just um it's just a matter of time at that point but yeah. um but yeah. i do want to talk about that scene because I, I don't know how long that scene is, but that's a wonder. That's a wonder. It, it it's crazy though, because yeah. I've seen some movies lately that um like like you said earlier, they're they're fine, you know, whatever. And and the one isn't like an automatic uh an automatic bonus point. It's not like just because you have a wonder, you're some genius, right? Like it doesn't <laughs> take a genius to make a wonder. But what I'm but what happens is um or, what I've noticed is in these fine films, there's this distinct, like, it's almost like a fear of letting the actors act uninterrupted. Yeah. Um, because there's so many cuts today in, in like everything that we're seeing that it, it loses its authenticity a little bit. It's also, and,
1: it's also a tension. I was listening to this guy on a podcast yeah. talking about how, how like, even like the sh- like the the average shot length in movies, it yeah. has has decreased, and it's because yes. it's because uh, you know when you do analytics on audiences and you know you factor in social media and reels yeah. and TikTok, yeah, it's caused people to to be less uh, accommodating of even just a shot where we linger for a bit, you know. Like everything has to be quick. You have to show them something new or they tune out. And I'm just, I'm just so engaged when there's a wonder because for me, it's like, I I, I I know how much work that is, but I'm also like, Oh, like something could happen at any time. Like that's what they haven't cut away. Like I, you know, yeah. this is the rhythm there's no rhythm of, of expecting this it's like we' we're, we're here and I, and I'm present mm-hmm. and I think that's a lot of why yep. the movie works on a technical level aside from all the yep. audio stuff I was saying was like there's a lot of wonders there's a lot of really yep. long shots and long takes and yep. you know follows uh you know a uh, steady cam and everything you know there's a lot of that in this movie and it it contributes to to the the whole the, the whole it has the reverse effect on me it, it grabbed my attention and I'm staring yes. at it like this is cool I love it
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and part of it is like, okay, maybe it draws attention to the, to the craft of filmmaking and not to the story for me, because I am like suddenly hyper aware of like, okay, where's that cut? Where's that next cut going to be? Is it here? Oh, no, it wasn't there. You know, like, like, sure. I'm a little bit more aware of like, man, they've been acting for a long time. Like (laughs) the the blocking, the rehearsal, this must have taken, you know, but, um, but at the same time, you can't help but be swept in to that and just, and just think like, yeah, but that's the amount of care that goes into this because they're not just like memorizing their next one line, right. and then the director's disguising that by cutting back and forth between all, all your characters in in medium close-ups. Right. But instead, it's like stay wide, let the camera breathe. Uh, you know, the the actors are twelve feet from the camera. And then the camera is going to push in and get close to them. And then the actors are going to get up and move and they're going to move closer to the camera, but the camera is going to pull back. And like that, that dance to me, like it means you're putting so much effort into this moment of storytelling. Um, and it must be for a reason, yeah. right? Like there's a reason we remember wonners. There's a reason that we all sit back and go. Like oh what was the best one right oh it's Goodfellas it's you know whatever like we're we're always sitting there going like what's what's that sh- what's that long take shot that that sticks in your mind and um and I think that's because there's an, a level of authenticity and a, where we feel like the character the actors are allowed to inhabit the characters without interruption and there's a level of um a, a, of just like feeling a natural rhythm. Um, and, and the more cuts you have in a simple scene with dialogue, it's almost less effective. Mm -hmm. Um, again, it doesn't make your film lesser because that would be every movie in existence is lesser. But the point is like, if you have a scene that's incredibly important for your actors, incredibly important for your characters, why not let them just do it? put faith in them, like hire people who can do that. Sure. But put your faith in them that they can, they can embody a character for 12 minutes straight um, without you having to step in and say, no, 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 your line is, and, and don't hold them to the book. Like you have to do it word for word. I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's beneficial, but it can also be a hindrance when you're doing a 12 minute long shot to, to say like, now make sure you get every last word instead, just let them like, enjoy the moment let them listen to one another let them react let them flub it you know don't it's not like um if they stutter okay they stuttered the character stuttered you know what i mean like unless your character is like anti-stutter then then don't redo it like let that be because that's real and um and anyway I, i i found that like super engaging and And again, like just a breath of fresh air for the current filmmaking landscape. And um, yeah, so I I don't, I mean, I I, I don't know what else there is for me to say. I mean, do you have any, any lingering? I
1: I would piggyback on the one or the one or conversation where like, when I see, again, it could just be us studying film and knowing it, but like, other than like, oh man, like the the steadicam person had to walk down some stairs and, you know, stuff like that. I look at it like also like these actors rehearsed this and they found this rhythm, you know, whatever the shooting script was, this scene became what she and he made it. And the director made it become to where, you know, performing it was secondary to, you know, like, and so to me, like whenever I see a one or like that, I think what it mainly communicates to me is like okay it's almost like the filmmaker saying like look just in case you were wondering we know what we're doing and yeah. we've worked really hard to make this movie good and yeah. so this oneer is like a is sort of like a like a like a promise you know to hmm. you like well, yeah check out this scene like look how well it's acted and it's in yeah. one take we didn't yeah. just do a stupid oneer just to impress you like we did a oneer and we did one because we you know camp the camera department and the actors rehearsed it extensively and yeah. look we've nailed it so you can yeah. bet that even the the shots that have simple shot reverse shot coverage we're going to put the same level of care into the, the 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 lines and the characters in these scenes as well Especially
0: when it comes so early in the film, like this one does. You're right. It is a promise. It's a tone setter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how I sort of took it. Like, you know, that. And like, there's something to be said for, especially movies where, again, like we're in a level of verisimilitude that's different from watching a movie like
0: Fast and the Furious Tokyo
1: Drift, The the Maze Runner or something, where it's like, (laughs) you know. Yeah. The characters read as people, but this yep. is a fantasy scenario we're in, so the level of realism has to feel like the way human beings would act. But it's still yeah. like we're 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 being driven by plots and beats and stuff. Yeah, yeah, something that's more character focused and a lot more true to life in terms of the way events unfold, which is uneventfully and gradually. You know, it, it plays to the, that sort of tone and that approach to language in this movie where, you know, you've got people yeah. pausing and you hear them, you know, we're not doing shot, reverse shot, line, reverse line. We're talking yeah. and conversing yeah. and you can see them reacting in real time. know, yep. just all of that real stuff without getting boring, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man, Tar. It, it is. It is a good movie. I mean, yeah. it, you got to be in it for the long haul because it's not. It's not going to like, uh, you know, take you on like a big roller coaster ride right up front. Um, yeah. y- y- you got to. You got to get to know Lydia for a while before you see the the catastrophe that happens. Yeah. Um, and even then, the catastrophe isn't uh, cataclysmic. It, it unfolds sort of like real life. It's just, you know, here's a bunch of small events that stack up against one another and they're not good. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it means not good things for our protagonist. Yeah. Be in it for the long haul, but it's, it's there, it's on Peacock and, uh, it's streaming now. So if you have Peacock, you have access to tar and, uh, award season is just, I mean, it's here. Awards are right around the corner. So, um, yeah, I, I think Kate Blanche has a, has a pretty fair shot at winning this, this category. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who's she up against, anyways?
0: Anna DeArmas for Blonde, Andrea Riseboro into Leslie, Michelle Williams in The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh in Everything Everywhere All at Once.
1: Like, it's like we said, you know, if you're nominated for an Oscar, you deserved an Oscar. And if you win an Oscar or lose an Oscar, you may or may not have deserved to win or lose. Right. You know, you're nominated. It's an Oscar worthy performance. Yeah. There you go.
0: Yep. Exactly.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, that's tar. That's tar. Enjoy tar, everybody.